Hey everyone, welcome to the Uplift Business Podcast. My name is Justin Banks. Uh, I want to start out by saying I hope everyone's doing extremely well out there um, in the midst of everything that's going on here in May 2020. I hope everyone is staying safe and I hope we do come out of this uh, very, very soon. So let's get right into it. My guest today is a super entrepreneur. He started a bunch of businesses throughout his life, uh, both franchised and non-franchised. He has two businesses currently launching in the healthcare space that are incredible operations, and we'll probably be hearing much more uh, from them in the coming months and years as they expand. Uh, He's perhaps currently best known as the co-founder and executive VP of franchise development for rx to live It's also in the medical space. That's RX number two, L-I-V-E. It's a healthcare franchise delivering uh, programs and products to the healthcare community at large in this country. Wow, very impressive. Uh, He's a great guy. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Super interesting story. And uh, to be honest, I could have talked to him all day. He's got some great insights. Please welcome the Richard Scott. So, uh, you know, I I did want to know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, the fact that previous um, childhood experiences and tendencies can have a very, uh, very great effect on what's going on at later points in your life uh what kind of kid were you were you entrepreneurial were you good at school were you did it kind no, of- i was i was uh, i was uh, <laughs> uh that was a long time ago but uh <laughs> yeah i <laughs> i was uh i was always entrepreneurial i was always looking to make a buck i was always on uh, hustling uh i was not a very uh uh i was a terrible student Awful in school, hated it, couldn't wait to get out of school. Uh, I remember that vividly, terrible experience in school, but but I uh, had a a very entrepreneurial father. He was in many, many different businesses. I used to follow follow him around like a little puppy dog and try and soak up, you know, his knowledge and his conversations and his interactions with people and how he how he spoke with people and how speak people spoke with him. And so I was like that kid that was always just sitting there or standing there staring and trying to soak it up like a sponge. Understood. Uh, so let, let, let me ask you this question, cause this is really interesting to me. So do you remember the moment when you realized that you didn't want to go to school anymore? Because I remember that moment vividly as well. And uh, I, since I left school, and I actually remember, and I'll maintain to this day, that the best day of my life was when I realized I didn't have to go back. I was yeah. in community college. I never graduated. Well, and, uh, you know, <laughs> knowing that was it, it was, it was ecstasy for me. Absolutely. I, I worked all, all through, well, not all through, probably from the time I was, 16-ish through high school. I was worked in restaurants at night on weekends. I was a waiter and I became a bartender. I was always working. Um, it, I found it arduous to go to school. I really did. And I, and I guess, and I did take a stab at college a couple of times. Sure. Uh, I wound up also going to community college and eventually graduating, but it took, took forever. And um, 
so I, you know, I knew that I knew when I finished and I got a two and I got a, a degree in ophthalmics dispensing, you know, becoming an optician, which I, I tried to, uh, to do for about three minutes, hated that, <laughs> hated it because I was trapped behind the counter and I had to deal with everybody coming in. Didn't like that at all. I, I always knew that I wanted to go out and sell and sell myself. And I felt I could sell anything. Uh, just get me in front of somebody and I could sell it. And um, and I drifted in. And, and so I guess around the time I was 20, 21, I knew that I was done with school. I mean, completely done. Really done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was done. And uh, and I just worked in, in, in various sales, junior sales jobs from that point. But I really opened up my first company when I was 25 years old. So, you know, I, I took about four to five years in, in sales positions and everything from selling life insurance and to selling uh, intercoms for ITT. These were old. I used to go to junkyards and speak to junkyard bosses and convince them to buy this intercom system and between the dogs chasing me around the junkyards. I mean, uh, it was, it was, it was really in the it. trenches, sales, knocking on doors. And then I wound up in the in the in the air freight in the courier business and worked for a guy at uh, in JFK Airport and and uh, I brought I brought in a lot of business. I was a kid. I was 23, 24 years old, and he taught me a lot about the business. And you know, he was like my mentor. And then I had an opportunity where I felt I didn't want to work for anybody anymore at 25, and I and that's when I opened up my own courier company in New York. So that's how that went. So this is all from New York, yeah, from the time yes. you were a kid up until yeah. JFK Airport and this whole yeah. uh, order of events. So tell me a little bit about that courier business, the first one that you yourself were owning and operating. What yes. did you take from your experiences as a kid? Because in your early 20s, you're still a business infant at this point. Oh, that's right. What did yeah. you take from the door-to-door sales well, and learning from folks at JFK? Right. How did that you all build be, into running your own? Right. You have to remember in those days, in the late 70s, early 80s, it was a different world. Okay. You didn't have computers and you, you didn't have the internet and you didn't have Zoom. instant communication. <laughs> People... People basically, if you told them a good story, they either believed it or they didn't, but they really didn't have a way of checking it. You could basically tell you could reinvent yourself as the situation dictated pretty much. Sure. Uh, and that's what I found. And, you know, when I started and so, I, you know, I, when I grew up in, in Brooklyn in, in the 60s, I, it was rough. I mean, you know, I was I was in a lot of brawls and a lot of fights and. I was that kid that was always getting into a fight, not that good kid. And I guess I had a big chip on my shoulder. So I had to prove more to myself than anybody else. And maybe my father and some other people that never thought I would amount to anything that I could amount to something. So I had something to prove. And I just always believed in myself. I always knew that I could do it, that I could make something of myself. And I just, drove myself. And I guess that drive, uh, call it whatever you want, came from my childhood, growing up the way I did. And, um, and that's how I built my company, knocking on doors, going to every, for every, every office building in Manhattan, basically, and just talking to people, telling them about how great my company was and, 
and, and what we could do and it was revolutionary and we could get this delivered where nobody else could. And once in a while Amazing. they believed me and they connected. And I brought <laughs> on some major accounts, Fortune 500 companies, Amazing. really from nothing. So that's how I built the company. That's terrific. So this uh, leads me into something that we're probably going to circle back a little bit later and talk about. Uh, but you do talk about having this chip on your shoulder. And I find with a lot of entrepreneurs, it either comes from learned behavior in childhood or people telling you you can't do it. Now, as the economy continues to crash since around beginning to mid of last month, uh, there are a lot of folks that have taken that gut punch that may have never done so before. What do you say, having going, having gone through this uh, for a few cycles now, what do you say sure. to those folks that are, have taken that first gut punch and people are telling them now that they can't do it? Well, I, I tell them what I've always told myself and what I was told uh, by, back to when my father was raising me. And uh, what I believe, and I still believe, is that everybody gets hit everybody you know gets punched everybody gets sure. the wind knocked out of them and knocked down but you got to get back up because if you don't get back up you're going to stay down and then you you cannot you have to believe in yourself and you have to know that if you get back up and get back in the game see that's what it really is i really believe this i don't know where i heard it before but i, I believe it wholeheartedly i i think half of winning is just showing up I really do. I think oh, I think you got to show up. You got to put the time in. You got to give it. You got to perfect your craft. Or, or if you're in sales, you just got to keep on doing sales and learn from it. If you're in marketing, the same thing. If you if you make donuts, you got to keep on making donuts. You can't give 100%. up because if you give up, you're done. So exactly. uh, that's what I tell people. You just have to find a way. To, to get back in the game and believe in yourself. And if you do that hard enough and long enough, you probably will, you probably will get back up and, and win eventually. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I, I do see that quite often that people, you know, they, they do take that hit and they are down for a little bit. But no matter what you do, if you just show up, you're already better than 70% of the folks that say they're in it that aren't doing anything with it. That's right. And I find that a lot of folks use certain disabilities or circumstances as an excuse to not do, and just the act of doing will make you better than some other folks, for sure. Absolutely. I so, agree. Yes. So one thing that I've heard uh, throughout the last month or so is that this recession is inherently different because people can't go outside, you can't have interactions, certain markets aren't as, uh, you know, they weren't as affected, say, in 2008 than they are now. What do you say to that? And do you think that those differences can be overcome just as you know, I won't say easily, but just as completely as they were back in 2008, or is this inherently different and we might see an inherent well, no, change? I, 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 again, I think it can be overcome. I think it, you know, it's, I mean, look, the tech, we've had, we have technology uh, has, has evolved. Look at what we're doing right here, right? For so, sure. You know, in, in my, in my business that I'm involved in, I'm involved in a few different businesses, but in the, in the, the, the main, let's say the quote unquote, the main business, that I'm involved in besides franchise development and taking emerging brands and developing them, uh, we started a healthcare company about three and a half years ago, and we've grown that very rapidly. And, you know, right now uh, we, we work with doctors and we bring uh, programs and 
products and services to medical practices throughout the country, providing better health for the patients and driving new revenue to these medical doctors and to these offices. Well, yeah, but Rick, the offices are closed now. I mean, what are you doing? Well, guess what? You have to find a way to pivot. And what we did was with this COVID-19 crisis, we found a way to get into a new line of business, which is the PPE business, the personal protective equipment. Uh, we, we, we partnered with some new labs uh, around the country that we were able now to offer the COVID-19 test kit coupled with the respiratory test kits. So we, able, we were able to pivot and we're doing this, we're doing a lot of tons of webinars uh, with these doctors and all of a sudden, they're saying, wow, you, you've got some great programs, Rx, to live. We, we, you're really, really relevant now. Well, we knew that we were relevant all along, but now sure. all of a sudden there's a crisis and they can see the forest from the trees. So look, people are, out there are hurting. There's no question about it. I see that. I get it. But, you know, if you, I, I still believe that if you, if you work at it and you can find a way to get to your customer um, without touching that customer, but doing it electronically or digitally or pivot, find a different way to, 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 to do business. I still think there's opportunities out there. So. Sure. Um, so I do so get it. I, it. It's very real. And the other thing that's that I'm, you know, and I'm a, I'm a dad, I've got two grown sons and one's 28 and one's 25. So just real quick, it's really scary for young people out there. They've never seen it. It's scary for older people like me out there. You know, this is, we've never seen anything quite like this. So, but this too shall pass. And that's what, you know, you have to, in my mind, stay positive and know that we're just around the corner and we're going to come back stronger than ever. Amazing. So talk a little bit about rx to live the company that you are a co-founder of and now run and manage. Uh, it is a franchised operation, just so my my audience yes. is aware. But uh, talk about the serendipity that put you in place to really start that business. And what is it like operating a business that is a need in this time rather than going the opposite direction, like, say, a restaurant or a, a haircut place? Yeah, well, there was a lot of serendipity for sure. So I was, um, as, as I said before, I was in the courier business for many, many years. Um, I uh, divested myself. I got out of that business around 9-11, uh, around that time. So maybe 2002, 2003. And I drifted into franchise consulting, pretty much what you do, Justin. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I I liked it because it was I was it gave me a chance to... Uh, control my my destiny it was just me the computer the phone and and interacting with different clients that i had and finding the right business match for them for them to get in front of and and putting them with the right franchise or right concept and i i struggled a little bit in that too you know you you, you have to develop your craft you have to really learn franchising i took some lumps along the way but I hooked up with some people, some uh, uh, some uh, uh, great partnerships, and uh, with emer that we're representing emerging brands like Haircutting, like Fantastic Sam's, like Massage Envy, like uh, Money Mailer Magazine, and these were all concepts first to market. Fantastic Sam's was the first company to franchise haircutting. There was no one else doing that before. 
they came around. So correct. So this is pre supercuts, pre great oh, clips, pre all of pre all of those great clips. Everybody amazing. And and we rolled them out. We sold hundreds and hundreds of those. Uh, developed uh, hundreds and hundreds of units for Fantastic Sam's. And we did the same thing for, with Massage Envy for where you are, are your neck of the woods, Justin, in Arizona. Uh, actually came to my partner, Dan Olson, and we were working, uh, and they had four massage clinics. And they heard that we did some great things with some other brands, and we checked them out, and we found that they were legitimate. And uh, we, we, uh, we developed 600 units for uh, Massage Envy in about four, four and a half years. Uh, now they've got over 1,300 units and do 1.6 billion in sales. But we Amazing. we we worked with them. They were we took them from four units to 600 and then beyond. Uh, let's fast forward to about six years ago. Myself and my partner Dan Olson, we found a um, some uh, some uh, weight loss programs and working with a company in in uh, in Nevada, and they had a good program. They had some great supplements and a weight loss uh, with diets and plans and nutrition and so forth. And uh, we, we started working with them. We didn't franchise it. We didn't get into franchising right away. So we did the licensing opportunity a lot quicker to get out there with a license than a franchise. And that was okay. But, um, but pretty quickly uh, we found that we needed um, our licensees were asking us to develop more revenue streams for them. They needed more income besides just the weight loss alone because that's such a competitive space, as you know. So we did. We started going out and, uh, because we knew and we, we, start, we loved the idea of being first to market. So Dan and myself, we started putting something to, hey, look, we know this franchise space really well. We've had some success. Why don't we try to put together a, a health and wellness franchise with programs, working with medical doctors, working with um, uh, chiropractors, working in the wellness space. And uh, let's see if we can find some other programs and, and develop this into a franchise company and be first to market. So we started putting that plan together. We found a, a, a wonderful guy in Arizona where you are in your backyard his name is Brian Hazelgren, and Brian was working with some a lot of doctors in the Arizona market and, and also companies on the corporate wellness program. Brian, tremendous background, and, and uh, worked with Children's Miracle Network and the, their hospital system. And long story short, he liked our idea as far as putting everything together with uh, uh, rolling out as a franchise uh, platform. We love Brian. We love the fact that he had these, some of some great programs that he was working with and already had established some really good revenue. So we put it together. And in uh, January of 2017, we formed and we rolled out actually Rx to Live as the first to market health and wellness medical support franchise in the country. And we are the fastest, the fastest growing uh, medical uh, support company in the country. We have 59 master franchisees, 87 single unit owners, three and a half years. And we're poised, we're right on the precipice of really exploding this company. And I really Amazing. feel that's true. And uh, we've got uh, nine different national marketing campaigns that we're going to be rolling out as soon as all this craziness dies down. We've got a lot of people very, very interested. As a matter of fact, in the last three weeks, Digitally, we were able to bring on 200, over 200 medical practices. 
amazing. So, you know, so uh, we're pretty excited about the RX Delay. Yeah, no, sure. that's, yeah, that's incredible. So uh, I, I know that through your uh, sort of journey to get from base zero to where you are now, you have operated the franchised operations, you've done the independent businesses, you've done the licensee operations. Uh, all things considered, what makes franchising so special and how did you decide to really plant your flag in the well, that's uh, franchise a, that's, space? A great, that's a great question. So we really believe, firmly believe that franchising is the best marketing strategy ever developed. You know, if you roll down the street, uh, any street in America, and you see, you see all the retail stores out there, it's only about 8-10% of those retail stores that you're going to see are franchised, but they're doing over 40% of the volume in business. So, uh, you know, so, so, so franchising as, as an industry or as a model really works. And the chance for, uh, for someone to succeed, for it to work versus starting your own business from scratch or even buying an existing business goes up substantially when you plug into a systematized model that works that that so the franchisers typically spent millions of dollars uh developing systems de developing back-end uh systems and having all the protocols and different partnerships and marketing and all the back-end and, and training and support and now you can if you find the right concept to match your bandwidth or your personality where your passion is you can plug into that franchise model and really have a maybe a 90 to 92% chance of success versus 20, 30, 40% chance. So I love the franchising model because it affords people to get into their own business, to be in business for themselves, but really not by themselves. So they've got the support of a, of a good franchisor. Hopefully we're good franchisors. Well, we are. Sure. And, and that's really important. And that's the and that's your job as well is to try to vet some of these companies to make sure that you're you're representing really quality companies, which is important. That will really support those franchisees that you place with these brands. So, um, but I just love the whole franchising model. I think it's a great industry. Amazing. So for anyone that's actually out there looking. Uh, whether they're out of work and want to change or whether they're working from home and some folks might not want to go back to work once this whole thing clears up. And, you know, the, the downside of all this is that some folks that are furloughed, they're not going back to work. A lot of companies are going to be in repair mode after this all clears up. They're going to be catching up for the next six months to a year whenever this whole thing lifts. And some of the people that are out of work that think they're going to go back to jobs will have no jobs to come back to. No, um, unfortunately true. so yes. uh, you know this is really an opportunity for some folks to get out there on their own really create their own path and a lot of people are realizing now that jobs may not be as secure as they thought they were um, that's absolutely true I see yeah. you know I, I head up the franchise development for ours to live I have seven people on my team and we're seeing a tremendous pipeline building up of people candidates coming in from consultants like yourself throughout the country our own internal lead generation platforms that we have in the company. And, and there's a lot of interest. Now, we may not be uh, seeing a lot, but we still have sales, franchise sales. But, you know, with the economy being what it is, so a lot of people are very, very interested, but they're, you know, they're kind of 
waiting to see and you know what's going to happen with the economy i say now is the best time to get 100 now is the absolute best time you know so you're going to probably get a, a good deal at this point because you know maybe you can structure a better a little bit better deal with some franchisors because they're a little slow right now but Correct. certainly even if you just get into a good model a good brand and position yourself so that in July, August, when things start really opening up, and after you've gone through your, your due diligence and you've gone through your training, now you're ready to hit the ground running, I think it's a perfect time to get into franchise. Amazing. So and let's not forget, and I'm sure you know this, you've got some incentives with SBA lenders out there now where they've true. abated payments for six months. Correct. So what could be a better time? Right. So I'm always a proponent of going on the offense and really, uh, you know, buying things when they're cheaper, when everyone else is selling, you buy and that whole, uh, that whole concept. When someone's looking for a business and inserting a fair amount of practicality to this, because there are the circumstances of people having money or not, and people uh, having businesses that are no longer relevant. Um, how do you balance what you're really passionate about with a business that might be practical in a day and age like today? And how do you, uh, how would you tell someone to go about that process for themselves? Well, I think, I think, I think uh, uh, they have to be smart. They have to do a lot of homework. Uh, they have to get with someone who's, uh, who's knowledgeable in, 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 in the different models, such as someone like Justin Banks. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, look, I, if you're, if you're talking to, I speak to 10, 15 candidates a week. I mean, I, I've got my own personal pipeline, maybe 50, 60 candidates that I'm working with at different stages. Amazing. And if you, if you're, if you're ethical and if you do, if you, if you, if you have a good product and you believe in your brand, which hopefully everybody does. You don't want to, you, you, you really don't want the wrong person coming into your franchise system. Okay. And, and so, so you want to, you want to make sure that it's a good fit. Right. And so I think it's incumbent upon who someone who's looking for a, a business opportunity to do their homework. It's incumbent on the franchisor or the development team to do their homework and make sure that there's a good fit, that it's going to work and it's going to work well for everybody, not just look to sell a franchise and that, because that really never works. So, um, but I got, I must say that most um, consultants are, are really good. They're educated. They, they really care about their clients. And, um, and so collectively we, we bring this together education, due diligence, make sure it's a good fit, and then move forward with a, with a good opportunity if the time is right. Incredible. So if, if you could for a second, just talk about your uh, two other brands. I, I understand that you have others besides rx to live that are also in the yeah. medical space. Yeah. Just talk about those for a second. You have some well, real cool things Well, it's really great. On. So I, I, I got involved with a great team of people, Kevin Harrington, uh, the original one of the original sharks from the hit show Shark Tank. And my other partner, Dan Olson, and we've got some other uh, uh, directors and, and principals in a, in a development company called Franchise Innovations. And 
Um, you know, this, you know, we, so collectively we've got well over a hundred years of, of franchising and business experience. Um, and uh, we wanted to, uh, we thought it was the time was right to, uh, to get, 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 um, get some really new innovative type technologies and brands that we were able to identify and go out and talk to them about developing them into a franchise concept because we, we love the franchising model so much. So we were able to uh, uh, come up with uh, Pure Life Medical and develop Pure Life Medical based in Utah, which is totally disruptive, groundbreaking type of uh, a clinic where healthcare professionals are uh, offering different alternative type uh, modalities and, and treatments for pain, uh, avoiding opioids, avo uh, trying to avoid uh, surgeries. So we have different therapies and modalities. We're, we're doing stem cells in these clinics or regenerative biologics. There's, a, there's light therapy, there's, there's electromagnetic therapy for pain management. There's hormones, there's weight loss protocols and supplements. So it's real cutting edge, cutting edge uh, type stuff. And, you know, it's also a membership model, which was, the, was really the genius behind Massage Envy and some other brands is you bring people in and, and you get them on a membership on different levels and they're entitled sure. to so many different treatments per month. So you got that residual revenue coming in. So uh, in 2019, we've got two clinics that did incredibly well we've got one clinic in uh, in southern california over five million in sales one year that's incredible we have another yeah. clinic that, that that still did very well not as well but in utah so uh great brand i think we're gonna do some tremendous good around the country with people as as uh as uh, you know as, as another way to go than your traditional medicine um and and it's a great it's a great opportunity great investment uh, so we're very proud of that. The second brand that, we're, we're, that we just bring to market is a, a tremendous brand based out of Colorado called Prime IV Hydration and Wellness. And these are the drips, the IV drips that you see going sure. all over the place. So you go out, a guy like you, young, good looking guy like you, you party too much <laughs> over the weekend. You got, you know, too much, uh, too much uh, fluids in you, the wrong type. Now sure. you want to go out and get a, a drip get some get some all those nutrients and, and vitamins and flushed into your system you're going to go to a you're going to go to a iv type place so uh they, they've got uh tremendous uh, uh a co they call cocktails they're different they're different, different kind of cocktail cocktails, <laughs> these, these drips. and and they 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 treat uh hangovers they 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 their weight loss i mean uh, uh to boost your immune system how, how relevant is that right now? So they just opened up their second clinic in Utah. They had a record month right now yes, in, in the midst of the crisis. So we're very excited about this. So these are two uh, emerging type brands. Uh, they're, they're in the medical space, which I think is tremendous right now. Right now, where we sit on, on the 24th of April in 2020, um, I couldn't think of a better place to be, a better industry to be in. Incredible. So I think I would be uh, remiss if I didn't at least touch on the crisis that we're in right now. Uh, if, if you could, for anyone uh, around the country that may be near one of the locations for some of those brands, 
uh, I know at least RX to Live can do some things directly for some folks that have been affected by uh, this unfortunate circumstance. Um, what would you say to the folks out there as it pertains to your brand? Uh, where can they go in? Uh, what you know, website can they go to to find locations? And, all, and all they, all and they need help? to do is go to www.rxtolive.com. Uh, they can see a, a host of programs that we have, products and services. Uh, we have a place on the website that they can find the near, nearest location. We've got 80 some odd franchisees throughout the country. Now, these are not brick and mortar. Yep. So this is really RX to Live is more of a business to business opportunity where we're dealing directly with doctors. And, you know, so our programs are used in their practices, but we're going through the doctors and we're going through the elder care facilities for those patients to those administrators and so forth. But certainly there we have supplements that they can they can uh, see uh, and, and purchase. We have DNA tests and things like that. They, they might also want to um, uh, Google uh, purelifemedical.com. These, these are our clinics. Uh, we, there's only a few on operation. There'll be a lot more soon, but right now there's only a couple. Uh, and uh, they can go into those clinics. They're still open. And certainly Prime IV, um, uh, Hydration and Wellness, they can, uh, they can uh, uh, www.primeiv.com. So uh, they got a couple of clinics open. But get a, get a sense of it. Um, if they have any questions, there's a place to, you know, contact me and someone, someone will contact them. Terrific. Mr. Scott, thank oh, you so much for being no. on. I really appreciate thank, it. Thank you very much, Mr. Banks. My pleasure. Absolutely. Invite me back. I've got a lot more to tell you. Well, we'll come to you. We'll come to you in person once this whole thing, uh, abates itself. <laughs> Can't wait. Thanks, Justin. Good. Thank Take you. Take care. You Bye -bye. as well. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Uh, I really feel very humbled uh, to be on a platform to where you guys tune in and uh, extremely grateful to have an audience, so thank you for that. Um, you know, one of the reasons we started Uplift Business Consulting in this podcast was to help people during this COVID-19 crisis with everything that's going on, whether it's through the uh, closure of business or the loss of a job, uh, we realized that there was uh, really some space to step in and help. So what we do at Uplift Business Consulting is transfer people from something that isn't working, i.e. the loss of a job or closure of a business, um, to something that really could potentially work. And we do this through franchise and business acquisitions. Uh, I represent about 600 different industries at this point, literally dozens of operations that are uh, growing out of control with record interest in their, uh, in their business systems. So if you want to hear about anything that you heard on this podcast episode or others, um, please give me a call 602-529-6084 or go to www.upliftbusinessconsulting.com. Uh, also, we have the tag Uplift Business Consulting on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn uh, with more to come. Please stay tuned for the next podcast episode and stay tuned for some other really cool content. We're going to be chucking it out pretty regularly uh, from now on. So I hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay tuned to the next episode. Go out there and kill it. See ya.